Hello and welcome to Story of the Book, where middle grade YA and picture book authors tell the stories of their books from beginning to end. I'm Hayley Chewins, I write books about magical girls with secrets. And I'm Lindsay Eager, I write books about growing up in this weird, wondrous world. And we're so very happy to have you here. Let's get started. Okay, Haley, today I wanted to ask you about other creative practices in your life and how they interact with your writing and your storytelling. Uh, Because you are a multi-creative person, and specifically I know that you are musical. And so I wanted to hear, first of all, we talked just a little about music and what it is for you in your life. Like, what is your musical practice like? Um, And then like, tell me a little about how, maybe like how over the years it's, it's shown up, like you've done it in tandem with writing or like in lieu of writing or vice versa and just like how it makes you feel. Mm, That's such a great question. Okay. So what was the first part of the question? Music. Like Um, what's your, I'm, I'm, I practice. Queen of the mm. compound question. So sorry. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. Like, what no, I love it. What is music to you? Like, what is that like in your life? Well, it's so interesting because I. It's quite a recent thing that music has become more of a practice in my life. So it's always been a huge part of my life. I was like my mom always says that I was born singing. Like when I was a kid, I just used to sing all the time, like constantly. Like it drove everyone bananas. Um, when I was two years old. My mom had the television on and Pavarotti was singing. I don't know, they were televising some concert of his. And I was two and I, I was playing in the garden and I heard this sound of the music and ran inside the house and stood in front of the television and watched like, the entire thing. And then I started telling people I wanted to be an opera singer, um, which didn't last very long. Um, but yeah. I so I've always just been completely in love with music um and I think I was a musician long before oh like maybe not a musician but I was like a songwriter long before I was a fiction writer because when I was again when I was a toddler we would go on these long drives uh, sometimes to visit my uh my Omar who who lived like an hour and a half away from where we lived and so I would sit in the back of the car and I would just sing the entire way. I just remember staring out the window and singing and making up my own songs, not singing, you know, songs that I'd heard on TV or songs from My Little Pony, but my own songs. Um, so, yeah, so it's always been a huge part of my life. Um, but it's also been for a bunch of different reasons, been kind of a, I've had a difficult relationship with uh with creating music I I have a lot of self-doubt around it I have a lot of insecurity um I'm also not like a natural performer I like to I don't really like to be in the spotlight very much so um anyway I ended up studying music at university for a little while and then um left that behind after a year and switched uh to studying literature and then did other things but but yeah, so there was a there was a period of time in my twenties when I basically had just kind of closed the piano, cl- uh, like put my guitar away and kind of stopped uh, stopped playing. And I would still sing 
when I was packing the dishwasher or, uh, you know, when I was, um, I, I realized I talk about packing the dishwasher a lot. It's because it's a big part of my life. <laughs> anyway, I would sing um, when I was packing the dishwasher or like if I was like cycling or walking or, you know, and I, and I was always kind of composing little melodies in my head and, and kind of, um, kind of, I guess, like freestyling, just singing whatever came into my head. Um, but yeah, there was a long time where it wasn't very structured. So it went from being super structured about everything, writing songs every day, playing music for hours every day, studying music to like this vacuum. And it's interesting because in that vacuum, I think writing fiction kind of came to the forefront. Um, and then I remember when we sold the Turnaway Girls, I remember my editor saying that the prose is so musical, like, and I don't know how you do that. And I was just thinking like, yeah, because music is, I mean, firstly, that's such a lovely compliment, but also I think if people do get music from my prose, it's because I have music in my head all the time. And so I think rhythmically about language and I think of music as language or I feel languages as music. Um, so anyway, that's a long kind of uh, spiel to say like that music and writing voice both been important, but they do kind of like one comes to the forefront and then the other one kind of goes to the back. Um, and so then I kind of switched and uh, writing was just completely like at the forefront of my life, my whole focus and music fell, fell back. And then very recently in the past two years or so, um, I turned to music again. And part of it was like, getting frustrated with waiting, just like waiting to get feedback when I'd finished something and, and feeling like I wanted to be creative, but I also didn't have the strength or the energy to dive back into another novel, but I wanted to write something else. And part of it was just finding music that I really, that really inspired me again. Um, but yeah, about, I think it was about two years ago, I started kind of, um, just playing around with writing songs again and started playing guitar a little bit and piano. And then I bought myself a ukulele, like a little cheap ukulele. And um, I just, something, it was, it was about a year ago, just after my birthday in 2020, I felt like this door kind of just opened inside me and like all these songs just gushed out. I wrote so many songs. And so in the past year I've written about, 40-ish songs um yeah and so and it's um so yeah it's it's nice to have something that isn't writing that still feels really absorbing and creative because I struggle if I don't have a creative outlet um I just it's just so grounding and so nourishing to be able to get into a state of flow and make something that you like um, and that's always been such a huge part of my life. So when I, when I have kind of fallow periods with writing, when I'm waiting for feedback or when I'm feeling anxious about writing, um, I turn to music. And then like this year, I had a lot of ups and downs with writing where like I had a period of a couple of months where I couldn't really write. Uh, and it was really difficult. It was probably one of the most difficult periods I've had in a long time like in terms of my mental health and my creativity and music really 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 helped with that because I was just able to focus on something else other than writing stories 
Um, so yeah, so at the moment for me, also, it's not, I think of writing more as my job or as at least a job to me, whereas songwriting right now is more of just a fun thing that I do. Um, even though I would like to eventually share songs and, you know, do things with them, it still feels like I'm very much in that playing, like exploratory phase. So it just, it feels like a really lovely antidote to writing a novel um, and being and being a writer and yeah, I don't, I think they've both always been in me. So like, I think the music comes through in, in my writing, but then I also think when I'm writing songs, of course, writing lyrics is like one of my favorite parts of writing songs. Um, and the way that words fit into music is really interesting and saying, like telling a whole story in like a two and a half or three minute song is really cool. It's just like a really interesting challenge. And it's nice. It's also a nice balance to writing a novel because um, it's just, it's so different. It's so, so, so different from writing a novel. I mean, writing a song can take you like a day or a week, or sometimes if you're lucky, an hour. Whereas writing a book is going to take you weeks or months or years. So I just kind of like the contrast between them. And they're both, I think they're both very like, they both come naturally to me, but in different ways. Mm. Yeah. What, so what, because I have a lot of hangups around writing music, like I have, I've had failures. I've had, um, you know, the whole thing about dropping out of like the music program that I was doing, it really dented my confidence. Cause I felt like here I am surrounded by, by musicians. And I felt like I just did not belong there. Um, I felt like such an imposter and, and yeah, and I've had lots of complicated things happen with music. So that it, it, it wasn't coming back to, it was not simple or easy. I just, but I, at the same time, I knew that I had to do it. But so what I did was um, that I looked at like, how, how was I able to start writing in a dedicated way? How was I able to, because it was the same with writing for many years. Like I, really wanted to write a novel. I loved the idea of writing a novel. I couldn't get myself to actually finish something. Like I would write the opening or the first chapter or a prologue or something and then just not be able to finish it. So I kind of, not reverse engineer, but I kind of applied the lessons I'd learned in developing a writing practice and applied that to getting music back into my life in a more kind of, um, I want to say disciplined yeah, structured kind of way. Um, and so just being like, oh, well, if I feel like it, I'll play for 20 minutes. And then, yeah. So what I did was I decided, yeah, I was going to do it first thing in the morning, um, which is something that I did with writing. And then also to just make the goal really, really small. So um, yeah, I just decided I was going to play because I got this tiny little cheap ukulele. I was like, I'm going to play ukulele for 15 minutes a day. And I would put, I would literally put a time on on my phone, whether I felt like it or not, whether I had resistance or not. And I would play for 15 minutes. And most of the time, some days if I was having a bad day and my head was really noisy, I would just do the 15 minutes and then I would walk away and I would be like, okay, I've done what I need to do for the day. Like I've done my commitment to music. Um, and then other times I would get into it and this, this door would open and then I would be there and I could really lose track of time and just play for like an hour or two hours or you know um or like write a whole song um and that's definitely something that I I do think about um 
in terms of how they relate because I think right I mean even though writing a song is different from writing a novel it can be overwhelming to come back to a creative practice that you've left behind for a little while or even to start something brand new and if you've always had the idea of I really want to write a collection of poems or a collection of stories or a novel or an opera or a song or whatever it is or I really want to learn piano and you've never been able to do it because it's too kind of scary and overwhelming to just say to yourself, okay, every day I'm going to do it for 10 minutes or five minutes. And it's amazing how it snowballs. It really, really does. So yeah. So I do, I think I'm the kind of person who gets overwhelmed easily. I get overwhelmed by the idea of a big project. I get overwhelmed by pressure, like from the inside to do something really good. Um, and I think breaking things down and just being really gentle with yourself. Um, and actually, when I was coming back to writing, it kind of flipped over. It would, it, I don't know what, the, I don't have the language for this, but it, um, it applied back to writing because when I was coming back to it out of this like month long period where I couldn't write anything, I just told myself, you're just going to kind of wade into the shallow end here. You don't have to dive in and start writing 5,000 words a day and like bang out a draft of a novel. You just, every day, your job is just to come to the novel that you're writing, to sit there for a little bit, to, to touch it, to connect with it, and then to walk away. And sometimes that means writing 200 words or two words or deleting one sentence. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it means writing 3,000 words or 1,000 words or whatever it is. Yeah. And then eventually I was able to kind of build up kind of stamina and confidence again. That's wonderful. And it's something we spoke about last time that we talked about the idea of practicing, which yeah. always feels much more like something that you do when you're learning an instrument, there's a lot of practice time and then there's performance yeah. time, which is very different and writing. We don't tend to think of what we do every day as practicing, mm. but um, it actually is writing is like 99% yeah. practice and it then is. the performance is what like the moment the book is first published and then <laughs> I guess if but that even I mean, what really is doesn't the have performance equivalent I don't know I don't yeah. know if there is one like it's it's almost mm. always practice yeah it's all practice <laughs> yeah it kind of is and yeah. and also um I don't know if it's always a performance with music either because a performance indicates that you are showing what you have learned in a very specific way in front of an audience. So maybe it's not even about performance. It's about mastery um, over something specific just because, so I, over the, at the end of the summer, um, set a goal to uh, play the piano every day and just try to keep, yeah. because I too, like, I just had fallen out of the habit. And mm. that was a long time ago that I fell out of the habit. Like, around the time when I became a mom. So like 12 yeah. years ago. And it, and it used to be such a huge part of your life too. I mean, yes. you're also a songwriter. You're also a musician. Yeah. So yeah. I, and my music background was much more formalized because I started taking lessons at five and then around age 10 started being classically trained. Um, and it was all, it was very serious. I mean, like, you know, an hour and a half a day mm -hmm. of practice on very, mm -hmm. very, like very regimented, very, um, very hard songs. I was never 
on like the conveyor belt to make it my career or anything, but, um, but it was a big deal and it was, yeah, for sure. Like a huge part of my life. And, um, and then, yeah, like I just for years have meant to get back to it instead of having it just be like every once in a while when I remember, or I have like the itch. So Mm -hmm like around the end of August, I just was like, okay, I'm going to sit down at the piano every day and just play something. It doesn't matter for how long. It doesn't matter what I play. I just need to actually have my hands on the piano. And that was nice. Um, and I did that for a few weeks and then decided that I would pick a piano piece to learn from scratch, which was scary and hard because like that used to be the practice for me was like, you learn a piece until you've mastered it and then you move on. Um, yeah. like these big, huge, complex performance pieces, essentially, you know? And, um, mm-hmm. so I did, I picked a Rachmaninoff piece that I always had wanted to learn and practiced it a little bit every day in September. And it was so nice to like, feel myself getting better. And also like mm-hmm. side note, so good for my kids to hear me failing at something and getting better and practicing yeah. like a little section over and over and getting better. Um, and then, yeah, so I, I, I like worked on that until I had mastered it until I could play it all the way through. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has, it definitely has me thinking a lot about what it means to play. Like, why does it feel so creatively fulfilling for me to play a piano piece that someone else wrote? Because I'm not creating it. There is a sort of creation that happens when you play somebody else's, you know, uh, music, obviously, because it's, it's my interpretation. It's my emotions that are charging it. On paper, it's not the same thing as creating a song or creating yeah. something completely new. So that's something that I often wonder about and think about and wonder if the equivalent is reading, um, Mm. reading somebody else's words and how creatively fulfilling that is as a storyteller. So do you ever, like, what's your relationship in music with maybe songs you've already written, playing them over again, or other people's songs? Like, is that something that you do as a musician? Uh, not really, to be honest. I'm very much into like, I know that it's important to, if you write songs, to to listen to lots of songs and to study how songs are are written. But I don't really spend a lot of time practicing other people's songs. I spend a lot more time just practicing the instrument. So that's playing like without the goal of songwriting, just getting better at playing mm-hmm. and like switching between chords and stuff like that. And then, and then actually writing and yeah, I actually, I love the writing process so much. And once I get to like, I've written the song, I kind of lose interest in terms of like, I don't really want to keep playing it and like with the goal of performing it. Um, again, I'm not, I don't think I'm a natural performer. I think I'm just, I think I'm much more of a writer than a performer. Um, but yeah, I think, I think it's so interesting to think of uh, playing someone else's music the same way as writing. Cause I heard, um, Margaret Atwood say once that um, that that's exactly what uh, like letters printed on a page are the same as musical notes printed on a stave and when you read them that's when they come alive they're just kind of dead sitting there on the page until mm-hmm. someone interprets them and so I think that's a perfect metaphor for it and there's something really 
I wanted to say, I think there's something so nourishing about playing music as a writer specifically because it is wordless, because mm. it is outside of language. And um, as writers, we spend a lot of time trying to push lived experience into language. And sometimes that can feel really, well, all the time, that can feel really difficult. It can feel really hard to, to somehow translate something lived into those little those little marks on the page um, and oftentimes I find when I'm playing an instrument especially when I'm not trying to work out uh, lyrics I'm just playing an instrument maybe singing melodies over it there's something so nourishing about that for my brain because it's not about language mm -hmm. and it's not about logic or sentences or yeah that that magic trick of of kind of squishing there, there's a writer and I'm going to forget his name, but there's a writer who says, is, describes it as kind of pushing the world through the mesh of language. Mm. And then you get like this, you know, weird byproduct on the, on the other end. Um, but it is kind of like a violent or a violent, I don't know, squishing kind of, I don't know, reductive, re reducing, mm -hmm. uh, it's like reducing lived experience to language. Um, even though of course, I love language. I love stories. I, lo I love that whole process. But, but as the writer, it's, it's a difficult thing to do. Um, there's that whole thing of like the butterfly, fly, like the story idea is the butterfly that's flying. And then when you try to write it, it's like you're taking that butterfly and like pinning it, killing it and pinning it down. Um, it's that whole thing. It's, it's hard. Um, whereas music, to me anyway, music feels more like the butterfly, um, especially if you're not playing anything um, like if you're just playing around with sounds and you're just, yeah. um, just like, it's, yeah, just being in like a sea of, of just pure abstract sound as opposed to words is really, really helpful for a writer's brain. I think you're right. And I mean, I, I imagine it's the same if you're a painter or a dancer or it's, you know, that there's something different, you know, that this it's, that's the cool thing about having lots of different creative outlets mm -hmm. is that each form is so different. You, you use your brain differently, you use your body differently and being a dancer and moving your body through space. Again, it's, it's outside of language and it's so grounding and physical and like you're in your body. Whereas in, when you're a writer, oftentimes you just feel like you're a floating head and you forget that your body even exists, you know? Um, so yeah, I think, I imagine that if you're a painter and you, you know, you're working with, with color or with the texture of paint or the texture of paper, whatever it is that you're doing as a visual artist, that that also can create like a tension between or a, or a respite from, from the work of putting the world into language. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That makes so much sense, especially what you said about <clears throat> just how as writers, we tend to think that language is always, always, always so universal. And so the ultimate form of communication and creation, and it's not, it's one way of, it's one filter, it's one mesh. Mm. Um, so do you feel like having other outlets creatively relieves pressure as a writer? to, 
I mean, obviously it relieves pressure creatively just because it's a different kind of exercise for your brain and your soul. But, um, but looking at, but looking at, um, the work of being a writer, Hmm. that reminder of like, oh yeah, words are actually not everything. There's other things. I just am thinking about like the relief of realizing like, oh, there are times when it is absolutely futile. I cannot capture everything with words. There is always going to be some that is left out. And so Hmm. like, I'm off the hook actually. Like if I if I thought previously that it was possible to capture everything, that is a lot of pressure for me, but to Mm. know that like, Oh yeah, there's some movements of the butterfly that I will never ever get, nor is it my job to. Mm. Yeah. Well, I think that each art form, like you can say things or you can do things with music that you can't do maybe with language, but then you can do things with language that you maybe you can't do with music and you can do things with paint that you can't do with like with choreography and you can do things with choreography you can't do with paint and you know that's that's the beauty of the of the human condition is and and of life on earth is that there's there's kind of there's a different there's so many different pieces of the puzzle and I definitely I don't think that you can have all the pieces as a creative person maybe you can I don't know Maybe not at the same time, maybe over maybe a lifetime. Yeah, it's it seems like a lot to be able to say, like, I'm going to be a great painter and a dancer and a musician and a writer. Um, but I think having two or, or three or, or what, what, you know, having basically having a counterbalance to the your main form of creativity is really, really, really helpful. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, and I don't, I was going to say, I don't, I don't think of it in terms of pressure. I don't think it relieves pressure. Um, I think I still have pressure around, around writing um, and my dreams for my writing and my goals for it and everything. But, but the one thing I will say is it's nourishing to me. It feels, mm-hmm. my life feels a lot more colorful, a lot more spacious than it used to because I've added uh, music and I know that sounds strange because usually if you add something a space becomes less spacious because you're like filling something up but it really does feel like it's created space in my life because um, also I went through a stage where I was just so um, committed to writing and committed to the idea of doing well at writing mm-hmm. that I basically excluded almost everything else in my life Mm-hmm. And I think that it's fine to go through periods like that. Sometimes you need a period like that to get something done or just to have a, sometimes you need like rocket fuel to get yourself started, but you can't actually run like that for years because, well, you can, but you end up being depressed. You end up being anxious. You end up just really not living your life as broadly and as richly as you can. So it's made me resentful too, to think of, like yeah. then when, then when things don't work out perfectly in the writing and publishing, pu- publishing mm-hmm. sphere, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. to feel like, well, look at, look at all I gave up for this. I gave up everything for this Yeah. when a, no one actually wants, no one asked me to, no, no one <laughs> asked me to, nor is it necessary, nor is it actually, it's actually detrimental to it my is. writing. It is. Yeah, because that's the other thing is you need um, you need life to fuel your writing. Your yeah. writing can't fuel itself. It's not a self-sustaining machine. 
you need relationships, you need sunlight, you need to go outside, you need music, you need films, you need dance, you need your body, you need experiences, you know, and I think probably being at home during the pandemic, in the way that we were, probably kind of brought that home for me more. And maybe that's the thing that really, I think it probably is the thing that really sparked me wanting really desperately to have music back in my life again. Um, because everything became very narrow and very pale and very gray. And like, I'm staring at the same white wall for hours on end um, and trying to make my stories interesting when like my life doesn't feel interesting. (laughs) It doesn't feel energized. doesn't feel colorful or beautiful or any of those things. So yeah, I think it's, I think chiefly I see it as a form of nourishment that is just as important as food or getting eight hours of sleep a night or exercise um yeah and it it really helped me to, to to kind of take the pressure off and just be like it's just going to be something fun that I do it's just going to mm-hmm. be a fun thing that I do and if something comes out of it and I end up sharing the songs that I write that's great but that's not why I'm doing it and that's also something I've had to learn about writing like very on a very circuitous path because I think I started out writing like really wanting to write a book that would be published that would be like well received or that people would like or you know basically I was thinking outside in not inside out whereas with music when I started again I really was consciously going no it's inside out for me as it has to be with writing now too that like first priority is I write something that I love Um, I write something that is fascinating to me, interesting to me, that gives me energy. And then I can choose whether or not to share it. I don't also have to share everything that I make because it's for me. It's not, I don't make it for other people first. So yeah, I mean, this is a very rounding conversation, but I guess this was just all the stuff that I've been learning slowly over time as I've been growing into my creative self and it's, I just don't want my life to be reduced to one thing anymore. It it cannot be reduced to just words on paper. Thank you so much for listening to Story of the Book. If you liked this episode, please share it with a friend. Or give us a rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts. Until next time, stay safe and keep writing. Bye. Bye.